0: us receive your word today. God, give us ears to hear, eyes to see what it is the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Soften our hearts, Lord, give us the faith this morning that we're able to receive this. You can't pray for the love of God for someone and not feel the love of God. I mean, it just overwhelms you. <clears throat> and um, thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> the Lord just dropped a, a word into my heart yesterday morning, actually, and I um, Today's just understanding, I guess, is what I want to say. There's, there's just been um, insight that has just come. And, and I, I can't ever say that I've had a word concerning the times and seasons as much as I do this morning. So I just am going to share. Um, it, it's been about a month or so or maybe even more. I'm sure Ashley remembers sending me a text about the winds of change. And um, what a word. Something something has shifted in, in heaven. Something has shifted in the spirit realm. There's been a shift. Something has been broken. Uh, an accusation has been cut off. <clears throat> and I'm telling you that I can feel and, and perceive and discern in my spirit that the times are changing. Um, and you have to understand some of the ways that God speaks to me sometimes is even he'll lay a secular song on my heart, okay? And and it's been about the time that Ashley texts me a month or, you know, so ago, a few weeks. And and all of a sudden, just a Bob, a Bob Dylan song just dropped in my heart, right? These times are a change, and I just hear his, his voice, you know, how he sings. I'm not going to try to demonstrate how he sings but you all know how Bob Dylan sings and so I, I pulled the song up and I listened to it and it you know it was like okay Lord there wasn't really anything that stuck out in the song it wasn't something that I even held on to afterwards I mean I listened to the song I was like okay well that's well I understand why now and um, the times are changing and, and I know that you guys have followed um, I've been speaking for a few months now about we've been in a Kairos moment. We've been in this holy, reverent moment. And I never actually asked or thought to even ask the Lord, what comes after a Kairos? Like, Lord, what what time is next? I never really even, I didn't know there was another time. Come to find out there is another time. So, um... Galatians 4.4, if you guys want to turn to Galatians 4.4, this is just going to be our main text. And like I said, this is just going to be, I'm just going to talk about some things. About time. in the time that we're living in. And I think it's just crucial for us to understand where we are on God's timeline. Um, because we're able to to. Grab hold of. We're able to then press into what God is saying and have even a, a greater understanding of what's going on around us. Galatians 4:4 4, 4 says this. But when the fullness of time had come, and I kind of just want to start there really quick. Galatians 4:4, 4, 4, just a, you know, but when the fullness of time had come, then I then I realized there's actually three stages of time with God. There's Chronos, Kairos, and Pleroma. Okay, which Pleroma is fullness. It means fullness. And so I didn't even think or know to ask what this third time was and and if there was one. And this word just dropped in my heart. And some of this is from Dutch sheets a little bit as well. And it just gave such good insight. And um, listen, I want to point something out to us. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law. And I kept having to read this over and over, but there was a, there was a mystery in this that the Lord revealed to me, is that He came in the way that He knew we needed delivered. You understand? And so what I'm saying that we're coming into this Roma time, this fullness of time, that I believe that we are closer to the fulfillment of the promise than we were for the activation of it. God is going to not just come as the way that we need it, but watch what he does next. He says to redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. You understand? So he came as the son of God that we would then come under the adoption as sons so it's not that he just brought us out from under the law and left us there he also then came in a way that brought us up into himself and what i'm saying is the lord is going to bring us out of this thing that we're under but he's not going to just bring us out from that which we're under he's also going to not only give us the treasures of egypt but he's also going to give us the treasures of heaven when he does so. He doesn't bring Egypt through the Red Sea and leave uh, Egypt on one side and the Israelites on the other. He allowed them to fall. listen. When the enemy tries to do what we do, they get killed. When the enemy tries to love the way that God is love, it ends up being a heap of coals on their heads. Like it just never works out for them the way that it does for us because we have favor on our life. They don't. So the Lord isn't just bringing us out of Egypt. We're not just crossing through the Red Sea. He's going to allow the enemy to be crushed and killed. We're coming out with more than what we came in with. You understand? And this is the fullness of the times that we're coming into. So I'm going to talk just a little bit about Kronos and Kairos and fullness When God shifts us from general chronos time to an opportune Kairos time, it does not mean that the process and the fight of faith are finished. It means that we have shifted into something very strategic where the opportunity is great, but we're not yet to fullness. And so when we entered 2020, I mean, everything that we just went through, it was a Kairos moment. Kronos up until the point of where there was something that needed to be changed and was changing. Things will never be the same. Things will never be the same. We can never, we can never be like Peter and go back to fishing after what we've just been through. Kairos, this is the hour that we're in. The Bible not only speaks of Kronos uh, and Kairos, but it also talks about this play Roma, which is the fullness of time. The word fullness indicates fully completing or finishing something, whereas Kairos indicates opportunity to perform a task or produce fruit. It literally means it has been accomplished. And I believe that I can hear in the courts of heaven that it has been finished, it is accomplished, it is done. This is a great example. This could be likened to the process of birthing forth children. After conception, a woman goes through all stages of timing, Kronos, Kairos, and Pleroma. For nine months, she faithfully endures the challenging but important developmental stage of Kronos. Much is happening in the hidden place of the womb. But she cannot yet fully enjoy the fruit in knowing, of knowing what is coming. And that's why I realized that last week's message about faith was and, and just to me profound that the Lord would just give me a word of faith knowing that we need this, not to, and I'll be transparent with you guys too, in writing my notes and, and sitting before the Lord last week, I wrote the very first line. I said, if we're going to spiritually survive, and the Lord rebuked me. and He said, I've not called you to just survive. I've called you to thrive. And so then I heard the Lord again, you know, if we are going to spiritually thrive in this season, we're going to need this abundant faith. Because we're about to press into, we're about to come through, you know, the pain, the pressing, everything that you go through in that kairos moment of labor, delivery, the most painful part. But let me tell you something. What God has set in order, the enemy is not going to be able to stop so this is why we must take everything and 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 see it through the lens of this faith <clears throat> she then moves into a Cairo stage of labor and delivery she has not yet come to fullness but it is near can you feel the pressing can, i mean listen we could feel the pressure around us we could feel everything weighing in the pressing the pressure the we are near we are near this kairos time is very gif- difficult and dangerous. However, opportunity does not guarantee success. There will be much work, pain, and pushing if the fullness stage of birth is to be reached. Finally, a woman goes through the kairos season into pleroma, the stage of fullness in the baby is born, and it is always worth the pain of the process when it occurs. And you women can attest to that, that When the child is birthed and you're holding the baby in your arms, the season that you just went through, that kairos moment, it is gone and forever you get to enjoy the fruit of your labor. Spiritual births are also difficult and dangerous. Unlike a woman in labor, however, we can give up during these strategic times and stop the delivery process. It is often a hazardous and precautious time Disillusionment, weariness, confusion, and other problems can easily arise. So as this unfolds, you can clearly see the hour that we are in. We are in a Kairos moment. Let us not lose heart. And I had a dream a couple weeks ago. And in the dream, we had a lot of our church family was at a meeting. We were at a meeting in another church. And the service was over, and our group was in the back corner, and the Lord was moving. The Lord was working in this. uh, You could just feel the glory and the presence of God in our corner. Other people were in the meeting are getting up, leaving, getting their coats on, and we are in the presence of God. And Rick, you I'm not going to say who it was in our church, but it was somebody in our church that just represents the church, the family that we are. You go over to them, and you just lay hands on them. And all of a sudden, Rick gets thrown to the floor and this person drops and they are groaning. They're gro- groaning, rolling around on the floor. I mean, like screaming, screaming their heads off. And other people are, are beginning to like kind of look and see what's going on in this corner. And they come over and, and our group kind of backs up. And even in the dream, I remember backing up and looking like, what's going on? And I just asked the Lord, is this you? Like it was wild. And I'm like, Lord, is this you? What's going on? What's going on? And all of a sudden, I mean, I'm telling you, with a thunderous voice, the Lord says, he's birthing something in the spirit. And I just was like, guys, guys, it's God. He's birthing something. He's groaning, he's birthing, he's birthing. Pray, and we just begin to intercede over this person. And man, I'm telling you what, he was in this place in the spirit, birthing something from God. And other people started to come around, man. Now they're looking and they're engaging with us. And it was just amazing. We are in this place, but I want to encourage you in something. In this time is very uh, hazardous, precautious time where disillusionment, weariness, confusion, and other problems can easily arise. Consider the disciples of Christ. They went through three intense years of Jesus. They came to Kairos, the cross, the resurrection, the ascension, and Pentecost. They were very close to the fullness of time. But like many of us, they came extremely close to losing the baby in the transition between Kairos and Pleroma. At one critical point, they were confused because they didn't understand what was happening. God was truly moving behind the scenes, but things were not unfolding the way the disciples had envisioned. In their confusion, they came to a point of frustration where they basically looked at one another and said, what are we going to do? For three years, Jesus had been there. They had watched him die. He was raised from the dead and they were excited, but he left again and something about it seemed permanent this time. He was gone and he had talked about the Holy Spirit coming, but that didn't make much sense. It would have seemed more logical if Jesus had stayed and you could just see all of that right now. This what we think and the timelines we see and it just doesn't make sense to us. Peter spoke up first, and he says, I'm going fishing. He was essentially saying, I'm going back to what it was I was doing three years ago. It would be easy for us to return and just kind of allow that slumber to you know, sneak back in and, and just go back and to conform with the pressures and everything going on around us. He says, I'm going back to fishing. It was what he was used to. I'm, I'm returning to the only thing that I understood, is what you know Peter could essentially be saying. It seems easy to return to that which we understand. We don't know where God is going, but we are going uh, back to, or he's saying that I don't know what, where God is going, but I'm going back to my business. I'm going fishing. He and others came through the chronos season and had shifted into the kairos strategic time just before fullness. They came extremely close to losing the baby. Only a few days later, Pentecost occurred, and we see what they had almost lost, and I never really thought to even think about this scripture. We read this, and we see what finally came, but I never really looked at it through the lens of what they almost lost, <laughs> what almost, they weren't in position, you know, what if they wouldn't have been in that position? So we see they got together, they're praying, they're pressing in, and we see what finally came, the power of Pentecost, and then the Lord is like, but look what they almost lost, Look what they almost lost. They were so close within days, within days of Pentecost. Look what they could have missed. As a group, the disciples then uh, proceeded to turn the world upside down. We know that uh, Peter gets filled with the Holy Spirit, begins to preach, 3,000 come to Jesus. We always see finally what came, but sometimes we overlook what they almost missed. When he starts making the change from uh, Kronos to Kairos, it is never in the way that we expect. At times, we know it is confusing and disturbing. A part of us know that what God is orchestrating in the shift that is happening, yet it is different from the way that we envision and even think that it should take place. Until the plan actually begins to unfold, we have absolutely no idea it would happen the way that it does. And we find ourselves in places where we have many opportunities to lose heart and waver. We have gone through the, the chronos and come into the Kairos where God is saying and beginning to fulfill the vision that he has given us. But the events that occurred were totally opposite from what we expect. There are many opportunities to lose heart. There's a story here that I wanna uh, read, and this is kind of just a great demonstration of uh, a great picture of, of where we possibly could be. The only survivor of a shipwreck washed up on a small uninhibited island. He cried out to God to save him, and every day he scanned the horizon for help, but none seemed forthcoming. Exhausted, he eventually managed to build a rough hut and put a few possessions in it. But then one day, after hunting for food, he arrived home to find his little hut up in flames, the smoke rolling up to the sky. The worst had happened. He was stung with grief. Early the next day, though, a ship drew near the island and rescued him. How did you know I was here, he asked the crew. We saw your smoke signal, they replied. Though it may not have seemed so now, your present difficulties may be an instrument to your future happiness. I had to, this guy keeps on saying, he says, I had to keep reminding myself of God's faithfulness. And that if I did what he said he would do, he would do it. Then being true to his word, within just a very short time, God supernaturally moved in ways far beyond what we could have hoped and even imagined. Though we just continue to obey him, the new and hidden things and surprises begin to spring forth. We are not yet in fullness, but we have certainly moved into the birthing stage. And this just lines up with a dream that I had uh, with Rick and this other person. We and it just gives us a good um, understanding of where we are, that we can just continue to press in and not lose hope. Paul said this perfectly. I want to encourage you guys in this. Sometimes we um, like to talk about what we're strong in and we forget that Paul says this, that I glory in my weakness that his strength can be perfected in my weakness. When the shift into Kairos comes, there are simply going to be some things that we don't understand. In our humanness, we tend to try to plan everything in our minds and envision the scenario of how we believe things will occur. When it doesn't happen that way, another part of our humanistic um, thoughts kick in and we begin to question everything. This is a time when we are completely vulnerable the inclination to say, I'm going fishing or going back to whatever it was that I understood can be very strong. Let's apply this understanding of God's timing and the possible pitfalls to praying for, whether it be revival, healing, miracles, signs, wonders. <clears throat> who is the most vulnerable to disillusionment but those who have been the most passionate for those things that they're praying for? Uh, Proverbs 13:12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. The portion, the portion of the body of Christ that is okay with the way things are and hasn't really been interceding for any of these things is going to be disillusioned with they are not going to be disillusioned with anything in their minds everything is fine as long as the economy is good most Americans including Christians are happy it's the people who've been crying out to God for years if you are believing for a miracle in your life you're a lo- you are a lot more likely to experience hope deferred than a person who doesn't expect anything to happen at all. A person who is more passionate for God is more at risk of spiritual disillusionment than a person who has little or no passion. But by faith, remember, but by faith. Here's a great story from the Pool of Bethesda. At the Pool of Bethesda, Jesus came to the man who had been in his paralyzed condition for 36 years and asked him what seemed to be a strange question. Do you want to get well? The man's answer revealed that although he was waiting at the pool, he really had no hope of being healed at all. He was in a kairos moment, close to fullness, but hopelessness had set in. Jesus asked him this question to make him realize that. Although he was waiting for the miraculous stirring in the pool, he had lost all hope that he would actually be healed only seconds away from experiencing the new, just a handicap or I'm just a hand clap away from the total restoration, the man was too disillusioned to recognize it. Somewhere along the process and along the way, he had lost his hope and he had lost his expectation. There wasn't anything within him that could respond in hope to Jesus's question. When God brings a shift, we must be ready to shift with him. If we are not careful, we won't believe that he can bring us from the chrono stages through the Kairos seasons into fullness. And this is a really good uh, point right here. We must not become so accustomed to working hard and seeing little fruit. When the time for shift comes, we don't have the faith to move into the new. I want to read that again. We must not become so accustomed to working hard and seeing little fruit that when the time for the divine shift comes, we don't have the faith to move into the new. God wants to bring the divine shift into our lives, our churches, our communities, and our nation. When he says it's time to shift, we must take his hand and shift with him, knowing he can and is willing to do it. Divine shifts make the devil nervous. He heard all the prophecies about the Messiah, and he held out for the eternal Kronos, then when he saw the virgin birth and realized it was a kairos, that's why the attack of the enemy is so great right now. He can see, listen, he has heard the prophecies. He's heard the word of the Lord go forth. He understands exactly what's going on. And you could feel the shift. He knows that we have shifted from the Kronos into a kairos season. And we're very close to the fulfillment. He saw the shift coming. But when God did it, there was nothing the devil could do to halt the process he remembers, <clears throat> excuse me, he remembers that, and it terrifies him. That's why he works so hard against the church. He knows he can't stop God, but maybe he could stop God's people through discouragement, unbelief, apathy, or complacency. Last week's message, remember, we must continue to stand, contend, confront wickedness, and continue to believe the Lord and his prophets. We cannot allow this to happen. We must realize that the times of difficulty we walk through are not failures, but seasons of training and preparation. Then when God says it's time to shift, we must be ready to shift with him. Yes, he may shake things up, pull us out of our comfort zones, and start realigning things. And just like Israel, we may not always like it and may not even be comfortable on the and we might even be comfortable on the backside of the desert. But when God says it's time to move, it's decision time very quickly. Will we rearrange what is necessary? Will we adjust our lives so we can go with him? Or will we just miss the shift in what he wants to accomplish? And I believe that in America, we are about to... Uh, shift from plowing to reaping, from the wilderness to Canaan. And I think that we are about to shift from weakness to strength. God is going to shift people and money. He's going to shift us into a new season of power, signs, wonders, miracles, and deliverances. He's going to shift us from the sickness to health, from wounds to wholeness, from broken families and prodigals into homes where prodigals now serve God. He's going to use the prayers and plowing we've done in the Kronos time to create the new things. He's going to break all the man-made rules that try to keep him out. He's going to show himself strong on behalf of a generation and a people. Some will try to stop it, but there is nothing that is going to be able to stop what God has already set into motion because the wind of the spirit is just going to blow. When God begins to shift things, testimonies of his powerful workings will resound and many will come to Christ. We cannot shift the times and seasons, only God could do that. But we can cooperate with him. We can be faithful during the Kronos and the Cairo seasons. He's able to bring us into both and then into fullness. We can preserve and keep ourselves positioned properly. We must guard against lethargy, complacency, and unbelief. We need to anchor ourselves to the truth and stir our faith to believe that God can rapidly orchestrate change. We must understand the seasons, why the Kronos times are necessary. And we must also remember that God has the ability to shift things very quickly into strategic Cairo seasons and then into fullness. We must be prepared and willing to shift with him. If we are, he will accomplish all that he has, all that he has said he would do in and through our lives. And I want to flip over to Philippians chapter 4. Because one of the keys that we need to uh, really hold on to right now in the truth of restoring and renewing our minds. Philippians chapter 4. The enemy, I'm going to reiterate this just a little bit, and I had mentioned it last week really quickly, that the enemy is trying to get us to eat only that which we see. He's trying to overload us with all the things and the media and the, the lies, the manipulation. The enemy is trying to get us to eat bread alone. And that's why the attack on the prophets is so great right now. Remember, they are the ones who build into our hearts and our lives God's foundations and God's conclusions which give us that hunger and that desire and to, to have a diet that leads us to a destiny. Philippians 4, if we could just, uh, verse 8, keep this at the forefront of our minds. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. We need to continue to just set our minds on things above and not things below. We need to continue to walk by faith and not by what we see. And jumping down to um, verses 12 and 13, Paul says this, I know how to abase and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And see, that verse 13 is really a verse that we all know very well and, and quote very often, but it's, it's out of context if we don't take it in context of verse 12. So he's saying, man, I know what it is to prosper, and I know what it is to lose. I know what it is to have favor, and I know what it is to go through persecution. And all of that, I've learned to be hungry and full at the same time, and through Christ, I could do all things. It's important to note that the emphasis is not so much on the achievement. This is because of verse 13. It is important to note that the emphasis is not on uh, so much on the achievement as it is on the willingness to allow Christ's power to sustain in difficulty and scarcity and to enhance the enjoyment of abundance and prosperity such faith is a stimulant to believe for all christ's sufficiency in facing all life circumstances so i wanted to just share this today and kind of just give us an understanding of where we are in god's timeline and i believe that we are closer to fullness listen there's been a breakthrough in the spirit i i can't I, i don't know how to describe it to you guys i could feel there's been a shift what the enemy tried to bring up against the, the blameless, the righteous, the people of God. And I know, I'm sure you guys, listen, I think that yesterday was just a very significant prophetic example of what is taking place in the courts of heaven with the Trump impeachment. This isn't about that. This is about everything. You know, this is about life and death. This is about the kingdom of God. Listen, we are crying out to the Lord. to Listen, when when... How do I wanna say this? When God speaks, when God speaks, he is outside of time. We have a timeline set for our order, for our structure. He is outside of that, beyond that, before that, after that. So when he speaks, we often think that we're waiting for the right time, but maybe God's time is waiting for the right us to catch up to that which he has spoken. You know, my son could have a desire right now and being an infant, I'm not going to give him a gun. Although it's my heart as a father to give him the desires of his heart, I know that right now in the stage he's at, it would be more of a hindrance and more of a danger to give him the desires of his heart. But when God speaks, and we are, we're traveling on this timeline, I'm telling you, when God what God said manifests on earth, that's on earth as it is in heaven. There's one thing that supersedes time, and that's the glory of God. That's the glory of God. It has no limit. It has no boundaries. The only thing that is greater than our timeline on this earth is the glory of God. Moses goes to the to Mount Sinai 40 days, comes back down, turns around, goes back up for another 40, doesn't eat nor drink. Now, in the natural, according to time, that is, that's impossible. But in the glory of God, it supersedes time. Have you ever been into his presence or or just rocked in the glory of God in like 10 minutes and you get up, it's been like three hours or vice versa. It's been three hours here and it seemed like five minutes. His glory supersedes time. But when his voice manifests on earth in this moment, now the kingdom of God has manifested on earth as it is in heaven. The very cry of our hearts. And I'm telling you, we are coming to that point. We are coming to the point to where what God had said is going to manifest in the earth and we're going to be able to say the kingdom of God has come near today. Let us not be disillusioned. Let us not grow weary. Let us understand the times and the seasons of God. We've come through Kronos. We can see that. We've been in Kairos and we could feel the reverence and the fear of the Lord in this holy moment that we're living in, we know, we know we're never going fishing again. And I've been frustrated to the point to where I've been in a field, kicking and swinging at weeds, yelling to the Lord, you know, where else am I gonna go? I mean, I'm out here just punches, you have the words of life, where else am I gonna go? What are we going to do other than just fully believe? We are so close, let's just continue to press in, believe, hope, have faith, call forth, decree, declare, stand, contend, confront, continue to believe the Lord and his prophets. We have evidence, even though right now it may seem as though it's unseen. We have evidence of things. And when these things that are evident in this word become substance, now faith is. So, Father, we just bless you. God, we thank you for understanding times and seasons. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you would just make it clear to us, God, that we are in a birthing stage. That you have highlighted us, uh, this church, next to a cornfield on a township road beside the woods. Lord, that you you have called us for such a time as this. Lord, I thank you for the faithfulness of this people to continue to believe you and take you at your word. Lord, we simply just trust you today. Give us faith like a child and just say, Daddy, we trust you. We don't understand it all, Lord, but we trust you. We don't know what it is we're going to do, Lord, other than just continue to trust you. Help us, God, give us the strength. Let us be bold and courageous. Let us not fear nor become dismayed. And let us know that the Lord our God is with us wherever we go. So, Lord, I pray even again today, Father, for that boldness, that courage. Listen, when the wicked flee, the wicked flee when no one chases them. But the righteous are as bold as lions. And as long as we continue to believe you, Lord, it will be counted to us as righteousness. Father, let us see that fullness even closer and more clear than ever before. God, let us see your kingdom coming on earth as it is in heaven. Let us hear the decrees from the courts of heaven, Lord. Mercy triumphs over judgment. That's what we hear this morning. We hear that mercy triumphs over judgment. We hear that these times, they are changing. We hear the sounds of that mighty rushing wind blowing in, Lord, that the winds of change are coming. I see winds of change coming in places that there has been hopelessness. Hope is coming. Places where unbelief and doubt, the winds of change are blowing out. Unbelief and doubt and faith remains. Where the fires and trials and tribulations have come, we will find precious stones and metals left. All the wood, hay, and stubble gone. The winds of change are coming. The winds of change are blowing out confusion. Disillusionment. Fear is being blown out this morning by the perfect love of God. Power, love, and a sound mind remain. Yeah. Yeah, Diane, I see, uh, I think I had this word for you before, but I just see it all over again that um, you, God has just given you, the, um, they're not even shoes, I just see just feet of bronze Stepping on the heads of snakes and scorpions, but you've stood in the fire, Diane. You've stood in the fire, and you've continued to believe the Lord your God, and he has fortified your feet. He has shod your feet. Breakthrough wherever you go. Stepping on the lies and the fear of the enemy. Crushing the heads of snakes and scorpions even poisonous words that have been spoken, Diane, you have the authority to speak against those things and they will be broken. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. The winds of heaven, mercy, mercy. Yeah, God, give us the strength and the courage to hold the line, to continue, Lord, to stand. Thank you, Jesus. Help us be ready, Lord. I just pray for a strategy from heaven, Lord. We don't have to know what it looks like. We just have to be willing to follow you when you move. And so, Lord, I pray that you would just speak to our hearts, God, that you would just show us areas of our life uh, as a family, Lord, if there's any places that you know that we need to get ready, Lord. I pray that you would show us that we need to and how to. How do we prepare for the shift, Lord? We could feel it coming. We can feel the rumblings, Lord. We can feel the winds of heaven blowing. The rumblings of your voice that has already spoken. What greater faith can we demonstrate to say that we believe, but then to get in place and be ready. So Lord, we thank you. Let us continue to look with expectancy, to see your word fulfilled in the earth. God, let us look with expectancy any day. Any day now, we wake up tomorrow morning, Monday, any day. Today could be the day. This afternoon could be the day that we see the power and the breakthrough of God come into our lives in such a way that it changes us forever. Lord, give us a glimpse of the King. During worship, I saw the uh, the robe, the train of his robe filling the temple. I saw the train of his robe filling the temple. It's the glory of Yahweh So, Father, we thank you. We love you. Encourage our hearts, God. Comfort our hearts, Lord. Comfort our hearts. Oh, Jesus, we bless you and we give you all the glory, Lord. It is for your namesake. It is for your kingdom, your glory, your power, your blessings forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Um, In 2012, uh, Corwin's brother, Bo Koppelman, gave this word to our church, and I have prayed it for years, and I just feel that the church needs to be reminded of this. Um, He says, the Lord is saying, I am going to pour another round of my spirit upon this place it may not look exactly like before but trust that i'm going to pave the way it will be bigger and more powerful than the first it will be a complete saturation of my people restoration will come to this house families will be healed and get free bondages will be broken off you will see an outpouring of my spirit brace yourselves get ready Pull up your paint tent stakes. Sometimes tent, uh, the tent acts as a safety net, but I want you to rely on my safety net. It will be like a mighty mighty rushing water that cannot be stopped, just like a mountain river in the springtime. Anyone around will be touched, just like in that river. Every rock and tree around gets splashed. I will be splashing around you, and people will know it is me, because of my doing, not you, but me. And <clears throat> Diane made me aware of this. I, I didn't see it on YouTube as I was scrolling through, but Mario Morello, I'm sure some of you have seen this, but Mario Morello is in California and he put a 10 up and people start coming and then more people, and more people came and more people came and more people came and more people came and pretty soon drug addicts were getting saved and people with tattoos all over them were falling down and accepting Jesus and the glory is falling. It's falling and Diane reminded me of this, of course I wasn't aware of it back in the '70s. I I came into Christianity, um, became a Christian at the very end of the 70s, but there was a movement of God in the 70s. His spirit was falling like crazy. Everybody was getting saved, everybody. And people, it was amazing, and I believe that this is significant, that his spirit is coming, his glory is falling.
2: stand with me when I was sitting in my seat Kevin just asked me if I had a word and I thought but I had a word in my heart when we were when Kevin was speaking and that word was I need to say and I did I stood up and I said I believe and I trust you And I just feel that for all of us, we've got distracted with our families in life. We have gotten discouraged over tragedies and heartaches. We have gotten discouraged over people leaving and, and people dying and people being disgruntled and you wonder if the lord would ever come clear to ohio we've heard it in other nations but in country i mean uh, states but will he get here will he come will he answer our cries that we've been praying for how many years and um I had made a decision when the prophet spoke that I was going to believe him. And I declare this day, I declare this day, that what the prophets have spoken, not only about this election and that, but about the move of the Spirit And the prophets have spoken that we are going to see the move. And the prophets spoke that Rick was going to see the fruit. We haven't seen that yet. We are yet to see what we've been looking for. And I felt when he... Kevin started speaking, I, I felt like the Lord said, here's what you do. You say yes and amen, and you uh, get your arms ready as a tree to move in the wind of the Spirit and to not allow the past to cause you to doubt, but to say God is doing a new work. He promised that he was going to do it, and he is doing it, and it will reach us. And and uh, Jeannie, I've got to say to you that what looks like death is going to be greater life in your family, and it's going to take away the Stuff you've been crying for, and it's going to bring life, not further death. I declare that over you in the name of Jesus right now, and I see those agreeing with me that that's what they see. Life not more death but life life is springing forth and we are believing lord what you said through Kevin who is very much a prophet that you are saying lord and we are de- we are deciding to move we are deciding to let the wind blow across us. And I also want to say this. The snow is coming. We we have had words through uh, Hank Kuhneman that the snow is coming and it's bringing cleansing. And, and uh, Cindy said today that the Lord said, don't be afraid of this snow that's coming. But be prepared for it. Be ready for it. And let it bring cleansing to the land and to your heart. and let God do what he's going to do. Let the winds blow and make sure you're in a stance that you can blow where it leads you and how it blows on you. And I declare in this house, oh Jesus, I declare in this house that the surrounding area of envy and jealousy and and stubbornness I declare that it is broken and then when the wind moves that we're going to celebrate who he moves on and what he's doing And we are going to jump in the river and hold the person up that's getting moved by the Spirit. And this thing that has been over our territory is breaking and is being moved. And you're going to see a group, a new generation, a new group of people that are going to get up under those that are being uh, poured upon and we're gonna hold them up and we're gonna see the salvation of this territory in the land so father i thank you for what you have been cleansing the cleansing the the stubbornness lord of this land uh the the demonic that has held us in captivity lord the pride that has been over that it is broken and you have been you have been plowing this land for a long time let the wind blow and let the rains fall for now Lord like Kevin said you are preparing us for this move in Jesus mighty name yes Lord It looked like throughout these years that things were always going wrong or that we were just failing or that we could never get anywhere. And in my mind, I'm looking around at those that are standing, those that are here. All he's been doing is preparing us. And you older ones, you are the oaks that's going to be able to handle when the wind comes. So stand. Stand, therefore, and know that every rough thing you've encountered, that God says, I've just made you strong. For what I'm going to do. And there's not one person in this room that hasn't gone through it. There's not one person in this room that didn't wonder if they would be ravished. But the Lord says, I've made you strong for what I'm bringing. And you will be able to take care of the ones under your Under your um, branches, the young ones will find a place under you where they can stand, where they can grow, where they can be nourished. Well done. I heard that. Well done. You, You thought you weren't making it, but he says you have gone through The plowing, and the digging up, and the rough things, and you're still here. Well done.